welcome back to another SDR Confessions, and you know how this goes every single time. Uh, we introduce the guests, and then we hop into the confession. So, Brian, tell us more about yourself. Hey, uh, my name's Brian Bashline. Um, I work for a, a company called Node um, in the uh, in the tech space. Um, originally out of college, went directly into medical sales. Um, started off doing you know, medical testing sales, uh, you know, going into doctor's offices, doing the, the lunches and, and all that good stuff. Um, <clears throat> moved back home, um, did that out in Pittsburgh, moved back home to the, the Philadelphia area, um, started doing some, some surgical instrument sales. Um, so it was fun, you know, while it lasted going into the office was, you know, not really, my thing, you know, as COVID kind of came around, there was a lot of remote mm -hmm. work and, you know, uh, a lot of the, the life that I kind of wanted to get back. Um, so, you know, left that role and, and, and looked for something, you know, remotely. Um, so now I work for, for a company called Node, um, a, a marketplace for, for chemicals and ingredients. Um, company's amazing. Been here a little over a year now. Um, <clears throat> doing SDR, um, SDR work, you know, calling everybody, everybody possible and getting them on the platform. And, and, uh, yeah, just recently got promoted to, to kind of help with our distribution team, um, kind of gearing up for the, uh, account executive role here in a couple months. Awesome. Appreciate that breakdown. And now everyone knows what your background is and your perspective as you give this advice. But what we really want to know is what is your confession? <laughs> um, so, you know, the majority of people in the, uh, the SDR role, I want to say are, you know, between the ages of right out of college, 21 to, you know, maybe early thirties. Right. Yep. So yep. everybody's got their, their mind on, uh, you know, the end of the week, getting ready for the weekend. Um, so one Friday, uh, I live with my roommate for, uh, I've known him for about 20 years, you know, really good friends. Um, his, his job is done at Friday at 12. Uh, noon. So, you know, he'll go to the gym, um, he'll come back. And most of the time I, I work out in the living room. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> so, you know, we're big Eagles fans around here, uh, live in Philadelphia, you know, go birds. <laughs> but um, yeah, he, he, so he, he basically said, uh, you know, came back, opened the door from the gym while I'm on a, a call with a prospect and, you know, started screaming, go birds, you know, when's happy hour. <laughs> um, basically just said like, Hey, let's get drunk. Like it's time, it's time to go. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, my face is kind of, you know, they can't see it cause it's over the phone, but my face just like turned bright red. And I'm like, I don't really know how to handle this. So you know, I'm <laughs> yeah, the prospect probably love that. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to have a professional call here and, and, you know, you hear something like that going on in the background. So obviously my next move to the uh, the prospect is like, well, apparently it's time for happy hour. So uh, I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, man. So that's that's a that's a wild scenario across the board because it's like, yo, man, like, why are you killing my vibe? That's not what you want. So I guess let's talk about it. What have you learned from this situation? What do you do differently now? Um. I mean, first and foremost, I work in my bedroom now. <laughs> <laughs> so, so when whenever my doors closed, uh, that that doesn't happen. Um, but honestly, it started out as something I was kind of embarrassed at. But in reality, I think 
people are starting to realize that a lot of people work from home. There's going to be, you know, kids in the background or dogs barking or, or friends talking, um, that type of thing. So I think the more we humanize um, some of these calls, I think the, mm. the better they go, um, you know, take an embarrassing moment and kind of swing it to something that you can use as, you know, relatable to your prospect, you know, Hey, you know, you going to happy hour after this, you know, what's, what's on the agenda for tonight kind of thing and kind of create a more, uh, casual flow of conversation, um, which is, I think helps a lot on, on some of the calls that we're making. Yeah. So, so you gave an example. Could you give some other examples on how, to, how do you humanize yourself in, on these calls or just in the sales process? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so one of the things I like to do is I'll pick something that happens to me uh, in the, you know, whether it's the beginning of the week, whatnot, and use that same opener for, you know, the next week or two, because I'm not calling the same, um, hopefully not calling and talking to the same person over and right. over and over, uh, you know, without booking this meeting, but, um, <clears throat> you know, my air conditioning breaks, right. You know, Hey, Hey, what's going on? You know, and they ask most of the time they're going to say, you know, how are you? What's, you know, what's going on? What, what's up? Um, mm. you know, I'll just say, well, other than waking up in an Arctic tundra today, because my, my heater's broken, uh, my day's going good. And, <laughs> you know, <something. laughs> or, you know, and then I'll use that for like a week or two, you know, people get it because, these types of situations have happened to them. Um, you know, also use the, the, my roommate got a new dog, um, you know, puppy, uh, Corgi and, you know, I have it barking in the background. So, you know, for, I want to say like two or three months I used, uh, Hey, I apologize in advance. If you hear, um, a little dog barking in the background, I'm learning to raise a new puppy. If you have any new, or if you have any advice. So <clears throat> again, you know, just humanizing that opener to where it doesn't sound you know, robotic in sales and, you know, it doesn't sound salesy. It sounds more of like a casual conversation between, you know, two friends or, um, you know, that, that sort of thing. So I think that helps a lot. Yeah, no, that it does help a lot. And uh, my recommendation on the advice that is given here is that make sure that is it innately something that you would say. I find that a lot of people, when they think of humanizing themselves, they, tr they aim to be funny when they are not funny. So, so just, so just, uh, that's something also to be mindful of. If you're not that funny, just be yourself and don't be awkward about it. That's just like really important. Now it, you, you added the humanized humanization piece to it. I think that's absolutely important, but you also said that you, you know, had your friends say, Oh yeah, let's get drunk and things of that nature. What have you learned since then? Are you working in different places now? Are you telling he's no longer in the apartment when you work? Like what's going on there? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I my door is closed. Uh, I work, I work in my, in my room, um, you know, I think, I think he, he kind of learned not to, uh, not to shout, shout from the rooftops when he comes back. Yeah. I do the same thing. You know, I, I go to the gym every day for, uh, during my lunch hour. Um, so, you know, I'll come back, not notice he's on a call. Um, and I've done the same thing to him <laughs> by accident. Yeah. So I think, I think it's a kind of a trial and error process of, you know, kind of what works for you, what doesn't, um, you know, guess setting ground rules, um, yeah. with whoever you're living with, you know, maybe put, put a sign on your door that says, do not disturb or whatever. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, not too, not too, too big of an issue of, you know, it happened once or twice, you know, we'll fix it. And then you mentioned something around 
door closed, being respectful, you're going to the gym. You mentioned you mentioned you being active like this. I think this is really important to, to pay attention to uh, because it sounds like you have a routine and you like to stick to that routine. Uh, so can you tell us a little bit more about that routine that you have and how are you setting up your guidelines with roommates as well? Because I think that's really important to also impact because there's a lot of people listening in that probably have roommates and they also want to get some advice here on how to do that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, I think for for our job, it's it's very um, it's very important to be get yourself in a routine. Um, I have specific call blocks that I do in the morning and afternoon where I know, you know, hey, this is my this is my time where I'm gonna you know make some dials and reach out to you know specific people at certain times. Um, I think those are, are are really important because it helps you kind of organize your day, make sure you get done what you need to get done. Um, and you're not kind of focused only in one aspect. Um, I think the organization of your day is probably the most important part of, uh, of success. Once you get down what you need to get down, you know, once you learn the product, once you understand, you know, the, the people that you're targeting, the, um, the accounts that are best suited for you. I think those are the types of things, you know, organizing your day, planning things out, going to the gym every day to take a break. So you're not just go, 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 mm -hmm. um, you know, and then again, setting those specific guidelines, like, Hey, maybe don't scream when you come back or, uh, you know, <laughs> keep yeah, the, don't keep do the, that. Uh, keep the, yeah. Keep the music down. Or, you know, if you're going to have the dog bark, make sure I keep my door open. So someone hears it and I can use it on the call. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, dog barking in the background someone's like oh you have a dog and you know again it starts bringing uh, that humanization in, into it but yeah keeping in a routine um you know setting call blocks making sure you have time to <clears throat> you know put people in you know email sequences and, and and doing all that scheduling your day is is uh i think super super important it is i always tell people an organized schedule leads to organized results a sporadic schedule leads to sporadic results so you're absolutely spot on and it allows for not only yourself to do the actions you need to but it allows for other people to know what you're getting yourself into as well so they know how to maybe navigate around your schedule how to appropriate around your schedule i think all those things are massively critical uh, so so you mentioned that uh, a puppy you, you have a you have a dog as well yeah yeah it's a um a two-year-old corgi um he's <laughs> he's uh he's a piece of work he likes to bark at virtually any noise that's um <laughs> that's, not, that's not someone's voice i mean we're talking a drawer open that creaks or a, a blender he hates the vacuum <laughs> um and i live in philadelphia there's a lot of uh police cars and uh fire trucks that go by you know all hours of the day and uh, he likes to, to howl like a like a wolf at the moon every time those those come by. This is this is all crazy. This is so crazy. Yeah, um, I don't have a a sound recording. I wish I wish I had one for you, but uh, <laughs> it, it it goes on for you know a good couple minutes until they until they go by. So it's <laughs> he he makes a lot of noise. Yeah, you. I mean, when it talks about time management being diligent, you have to do that. I mean, you have roommates yelling that they're getting drunk. You have dogs, the dog barking at everything. Like it's a, it's a lot of time management you have to do there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. That's the, um, you know, that's the. I guess one of the crutches of of not living alone. So, 
I want to I want to go back to something tactically for some people. Uh, so you have your time management. You're setting up your criteria on when you go to the gym and things of that nature. I think that's absolutely important. Uh, but you have these things that are coming in, right? The dog and things of that nature, like you said, uh, the, the roommate coming in. You've talked about how you've handled that and how you have turned that around to be funny. So my question is, you probably are continuously A-B testing what is funny, uh, different intros, being intuitive. How often are you testing this? Are you doing like 50 funny intros a day or you're like Fridays or when I'm really funny? Like, how are you testing like what innately works for you and what would you recommend to people listening in? Well, I hope I'm funny every day or else. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, true, true, true. Um, yeah, no, I, I don't have any specific rhyme or reason with with what goes on. I think it really helps to to use something that happens to you. Um, I wouldn't say like, you know, make anything up or, or, or do anything like that, but, um, I don't necessarily do any AB testing with specific things that I'm opening with, but definitely different types of openers. Um, you mm. know, you want to make sure that you're not sounding robotic to as an opener. Right. Um, so listening to some of your calls and seeing how the prospects reacting and how they're, you know, what I, I know you're familiar with Josh Braun, um, what he calls the the zone mm. of resistance. Um, yep. So kind of seeing that go down in in those specific calls, and you can hear different tonalities and voices of of how you're talking. Um, you know, it may depend on specific things like what time you're calling in the day. You know, some people are a little bit more receptive at specific times um, because you know, ten to two, very very busy part of the day. You know, usually towards the end of the day you know, maybe they're a little bit more adept to, to hearing, um, you know, something funny. So I, I think there's a lot of things that play into it, but yeah, I do, I do use different examples, but not necessarily like a B test, like, Hey, this works really well. Um, I'm going to use this right. specifically every single time. Um, I like to switch it up because the job is, can be very repetitive. Um, so mm. you want to, you know, make it, make it fun for you. Um, as well as, you know, make sure you're doing good work. Have you noticed the difference when you started to focus on making it fun or, or have you always been doing that? I can't remember a time that I haven't been doing it. Um, okay. I like to, like, like I said before, um, I'm a big, uh, humanizing the cold call because let's be mm. honest, nobody likes to get a cold call. Um, no, so, <laughs> even you the know, people even, who make cold just, calls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, opening up with, Hey, I know this is, there's never a good time for a cold call, but like, do you, you know, can I have a minute or two of your time or, you know, Hey, th this is one of those pesky cold calls, you know, uh, can I grab a minute to tell you why? Um, you know, I called you specifically things like that, that, you know, hmm. lower yeah. that zone of resistance and say, yeah, Hey, you're already acknowledging, you know, everybody hates cold calls. You know, nobody likes to be sold to, um, so I think those are, those are really important. And I've, I've pretty much always done something similar to that. Maybe not the same thing all the time. Like I said, yep. cause I like to, uh, to switch it up, but changing it up, it, I think is, uh, it keeps it fun for you and, um, you know, still works. No, that makes complete sense. So we broke down a lot of different factors here on, uh, how to handle your roommate if they get too crazy, <laughs> how to navigate the conversation, <laughs> how to, how to manage your time appropriately, how to also like add a little bit of comedy or ab testing i think that's important as well so as we wrap up here the last question is what advice would you give to all the sdrs out there 
I would say find what works for you and, and stick with that. There's, there's a lot of different ways to do the SDR job. You know, there's someone that can, you know, bang out hundreds and hundreds of cold calls. Um, and, and that works for them. I'm more of a quality over quantity type of guy where, you know, I like to send personalized emails and do my research, you know, whether that be LinkedIn or, you know, looking on the company website, going through different channels. Um, so I would say don't necessarily always focus on the activity, focus on the results that you're getting, reach out to people through different channels, you know, whether that's WhatsApp or LinkedIn or any other type of platform. So, you know, what, find what works for you, create a system around that works. Um, and then, like I said, keep that routine going. And, and as long as the results are coming in, um, you know, you keep that routine, the results will, will show for themselves. I love that. And, and when you, I want to actually follow questions that so that we could like clarify this as we wrap up here, you talk about finding what works for you, but we also talked about trying out new things. So do you have a percentage of, Hey, here's what you should be doing because it works and a percentage of try out new things as well. I don't know if I have any specific, specific advice on, yeah. you know, Hey, here's, here's what works. Um, you know, a lot of things in, in email, you know, dropping competitor names, you know, using specific things that you see on LinkedIn, um, you know, hitting people through multiple channels. I would say multi-channeled approach is, is definitely uh, worked a lot for me. So, you know, someone's not answering your emails or your calls. Maybe if they're, you know, you have a Europe account, grab, mm. you know, there's a lot of, you know, data collection going on, grab their WhatsApp number and send them a message. Um, you know, connect with them on LinkedIn, post a couple times, reach out to them, you know, after you've given them, you know, something concrete that you say, Hey, I actually know a little bit about this industry. Um, mm-hmm. you know, posting regularly on LinkedIn will, will help with things like that. So, uh, I would just say at least make sure you're not hitting just emails or just calls, you know, try to hit them from every point, just like your customer wants to shop at different stores. Um, we all digest information differently. So, you know, hit as many places as you can where they, where you know that they're at. Absolutely love that. So as we wrap up here, any shout outs that you want to give to anyone before we wrap up? The the team at Node. <laughs> I feel okay. like it, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be uh it wouldn't be fair for me not to call out my company. We're we're an awesome company, basically growing a a massive chemical and ingredient marketplace. That's the team I work for is awesome. We keep each other, you know, going day in and day out. It's it's a tough job that we do. And mm-hmm you know, having people to, to fight the battle with you and, and keep you going, I think is, is super important. So I guess just shout out to everybody at the company. Biggest thing that like I miss about the SCR role is just being in the trenches with other people fighting the same battle. There's no other feeling like it. There's like, there's no way to describe it. So I absolutely know what you're talking about. Well, Brian, thank you so much for sharing uh, across the board. You probably need to either maybe got to go drink your friend maybe, or your dog's probably barking somewhere. So, so uh, we'll, we'll get you out of here, but thanks so much for coming on the SCR Confessions and we'll see you all on the next one.